Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ahmad Khan, of CNET. The Mid-Season Invitational, or MSI, is taking place in South Korea, but Chinese teams such as Royal Never Give Up or RNG are having to play from China due to COVID restrictions. To accommodate competition, Riot has implemented a special network latency tool to keep competition fair. Ping was meant to be set at or near 35 milliseconds, but in tournament, ping issues have cropped up and things have not gone according to plan. To break it all down is Dot Esports' Tyler Esquera. Tyler, thanks so much for returning to the show. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. So, Tyler, let's pull back first. Uh, I, I, I want to get a better sense of why RNG is having to play from China in the first place. I know that uh, China is being very strict with its COVID restrictions, but even then, is it seems that it's cross-applying to sports teams as well. Um, yeah, it, like, so apparently there's a stay-at-home order mm-hmm. um, that is, like, it's, like, part of their pandemic prevention control order in Shanghai, so they have no way to kind of leave the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation is actually really unique in that this is the first time since the pandemic that a team is able to play remotely at an international tournament like this, um, which is why in the name of competitive integrity, Riot has set up this system so that everybody's playing at the same ping. Because if, you know, RNG played from home uh, and everyone else is on the like lower ping, then, you know, it's not an even playing ground um, or playing field. Sorry. Uh, but. I think that there were a lot of issues that cropped up from day one that I think Riot should have kind of taken in consideration already. There's a lot of players who, when they went into... Because the 35 ping environment applied not only, I believe, to the onstage uh, um, server, but also the practice server. And I think that multiple players reported that the ping was higher than 35 by a good amount, like around 60 ping, 70 ping. It felt like it so was... So that's like a full second, right? Kind of, yeah. Like, it's 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 really, really bad. Like, not a, I don't think a full second, but it's like when you're playing and you're trying to do anything, like, mechanically, it's really, really noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but some players were saying that it was super uh, unstable. And so the environment and the experience was not going to be the same, uh, especially because RNG was playing at 35 as per usual right and so because they were playing from from china and the issue here is that there's no one else really here to blame uh except for the system itself uh Mm -hmm. and i guess how slow the officials kind of reacted to the situation that was unfolding um i get it right like rng they're playing from a pandemic situation the schedules are really really tough um, because they have to do testing a lot and et cetera, et cetera. But in a situation like this where it's super like unique, the only thing that you can do is replay these games. Um, mm-hmm. At its core, RNG was put at an advantage against their opponents because they had lower ping than them. And you can get into the whole nitty gritty about oh, RNG would have won, uh, would have won those matches anyway. But at the core of it, they were playing at an advantage no matter who they were playing against. And so yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I, I made the mistake there. It, it, it's way less than a full second. It's, what, less than a tenth of a second. But if anybody, and I assume people who are listening to this podcast, have played games online, pings that high can definitely throw off your game. Oh, yeah. You know, what's interesting about the RNG situation is that while the teams that were playing against them from South Korea feel that feel justified in wanting rematches, RNG doesn't see it that way, do they? 
No, I think that like RNG, they they kind of saying that you know we are also going through some like negative like it's the the situation right now. It's going to put our, st- our players under stress. They're saying mm-hmm. that you know uh, it's such an unfair situation for them as well, and that they almost I believe they almost considered not playing the games or playing in the tournament at all. But uh, like uh, after like they they released a whole statement saying that you know they're going to you know go through this tournament anyway even though you know it's an unfair situation Hmm. but honestly it's going to be tough anyway because riot has created this system so you can play at msi and this new system there are going to be things that go wrong i think that i i don't think i don't think that uh rng has much of an argument here to say considering the fact that you know at its core you had an advantage i know that the schedule is is tough to kind of adjust but i think that at the end of it all you need to replay these games because you did play at an advantage against an, an opponent in an official tournament and so yeah, it's 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 overall it's just a tough situation to kind of deal with because of everything that has gone on throughout the the last five days, four days. Yeah, so here's a question: Why even let RNG compete? I mean, why not just make an exception, saying that hey, this is a extreme circumstance of COVID in China at the moment. You know, we would like RNG to compete, but right now we just cannot really accommodate this. Mm. I mean, I I think that. Well, first off, RNG is a major region in League of Legends in multiple factors, mm-hmm. right? They are one of the biggest like regions that play the game, and the LPL is also one of the most popular regions for a reason. They come from the largest region, not just in the game, but as a whole in the world. Um, I, I, I don't know the specifics, but I would think that, you know, not having the LPL as a representative would just make the tournament not feel as weighty because mm-hmm. you know like for example we have this the storyline of t1 and how they look so great but if the lpl who is considered to be their greatest competition at this tournament like if they weren't even there then this tournament might not mean much to a lot of people mm-hmm. uh and so i think that it was really important to have the lpl here it sucks that the system's not working the way that they want it to, but I think that that is really important to have the LPL as a representative because, again, they're a huge part, part of, of, of the scene. Um, not to mention their fan base. They're, it's a huge fan base, and I think that if the LPL wasn't present, maybe the viewership might not have been as good or, or you know, the support. I, I, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think that it was important to have the LPL here, but I don't know if this system was – the system needed some more tweaking. You and your reporting have been able to talk to some of the players. What have their reactions been? So uh, I, I talked to Evil Geniuses ADC carry Danny um, before they implemented the uh, changes. And what he was saying was uh, he kind of joined a whole chorus of pro players. Like, for example, um, Impact, Inspired, two of his other teammates, players from uh, T1 have also complained about it. But Danny basically said that this is a... it's. It sucks because although it doesn't really affect the kind of overall macro play and macro in League of Legends is basically just map movement, decision making for the greater scheme of things. It doesn't affect that as much, but like showing off your individual skills in a more mechanical sense is pretty much like kind of ruined in a way because you're playing 
like a, a millisecond ahead or behind. Like, so, 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 so people are going to be missing skill shots that they wouldn't have missed before because they have to get used to playing. Like, milliseconds will make the difference in League of Legends. It's the difference between survival and death. And in, in, a, in a huge tournament like this, it's just going to feel even worse. Um, because not only are you dealing with the ping issues, but you're also dealing with stress from having a live crowd for the first time in two years. You've got like some of these players this is one of their first times playing in front of a crowd on a stage like this. And so having to add another, another external factor, I have to play with 35 ping where in most circumstances, these players are used to playing with very minimal ping at all because it's all on land. And so, yeah, it's, They've all been complaining that this is affecting their mechanical play, that it just doesn't feel great, or it just feels uncomfortable to play on. And in a massive tournament like this, you never want to hear that from your players. Well, you know, speaking of the tournament itself, it's definitely being represented, or it's helping represent a lot of smaller regions too. And you and I were kind of chit-chatting before the recording. How is it for the smaller regions in this Mm. competition? Are they getting a lot out of it? Honestly, no. I, I wouldn't say so. I think that the way that the format, there has to be a different format. I, I haven't really thought of what could replace it besides maybe going back to the old format of the tournament where you had a play-ins for the minor regions to get into the main stage where the rest of the major region teams were waiting. But this just doesn't feel like... like There has to be a different system for it because... Right now, I I can safely say for myself, and I've seen a lot of other people who've watched the tournament so far, they're saying that this is one of the most lopsided tournaments they've ever seen in League of Legends. Because you have teams like, so for example, this isn't like Worlds where you have the second best team and the third best team going to the tournament too. So there's a possible chance that like the best team from the uh, LLA or CB Lowell can possibly beat the third best team from North America or something like that. It's not the case. You have the winner of the championship going to the tournament, and that's it. And so these games have been so lopsided that it's not even entertaining or fun to watch anymore. And in the, like, I, I, obviously I'm not part of any of the minor region teams, but if I were, there's nothing really to take from these games. They've, they're 20-minute stomps where, you know, maybe even these teams like RNG and T1, they're not even going at their 100% because they know they don't need, they, they, because maybe they don't, they think they don't need to. And there's nothing to learn, right? At the end of it all, right, they're not really expected to win the tournament, but at least for these minor regions, they get to experience playing against Korean teams and Chinese teams and European teams and North American teams, and they can learn some stuff from the matches that they play. But from what I've seen so far, there's nothing to learn from this. There's nothing to learn from this this tournament for these guys. It's it's just been very very lopsided stomps where like what can you say to your team after getting stomped by in 20 minutes by the best team in the world? Nothing much. So it, it, there needs to be a system maybe where they can kind of showcase their skills to the world because right now they're not. They're just getting absolutely bodied, but like I feel like a play-in stage where they get to play against other minor region teams and they kind of show off their own strategies and their own like unique picks and their own mechanical skills. I think that that would be a lot better for not just the teams that are involved, but also the viewers because then it's a lot more entertaining. Worlds 2022 is going to take place in North America this September, and I guess if in a very extreme circumstance, if China is still experiencing these very stringent lockdown measures 
I mean, what's going to happen in this instance? Would a team like RNG just be told, hey, sorry, there's we just can't accommodate this? I, I honestly, because, yeah, because the ping issue, it's easier to do it now because it's in Korea and so it's a lot closer. So the ping isn't really, it's not as huge. 35 is not bad. But mm -hmm. if you're playing from, you know, China to North America, that's 120 ping at least, right? Mm -hmm. Like that it's going to be such a huge difference that the only solve the only solution that they're going to be able to do is just not have the the LPL representatives at the tournament because there's no way that they can apply a system where oh yeah every team's going to play at 100 ping no because then it's not even entertaining it's not going to be good for the players none of that and it's not mm. even good for the players now so <laughs> um yeah if 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 those kind of restrictions continue on towards worlds which i hope they don't knock on wood but I, I don't see anything else besides them not letting LPL teams or like, yeah, LPL teams won't be able to play if the situation continues. Well, you know, if, if, if that does happen, you know, yeah. we're definitely hoping it does not. Maybe NA will actually have a chance at winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, but with that, Tyler, thank you so much for giving us your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot .esports podcast network. If you enjoyed the show, please write and share. To follow Tyler and keep up to date on League, you can find him at Tyler underscore is underscore online on Twitter. To follow me and my work over at CNET, you can find me at Imad on Twitter. FTW is looking for a new producer. If you're interested, send me a DM on Twitter. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>